You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back. Yes, I've been back in time in a coma, something like that. Ah, I've got all sorts of excuses, but no, we're back with the Gotham Collective Commentaries. Yes, back to life on Mars. Back to the inner workings of the mind of Dave AC. Well, actually, we've just sprung him out of jail. He's, uh, he's, he's been banged up for the last few weeks, so that's the reason, really. And lo and behold, it's my cellmate, Mr. Randall Thor. Hello, Mike. Hello. I'm ready to get cracking on his safe, but we'll get to that here in a bit. Nice to be here. Yay. Yes, and without any further ado, because you've waited so terribly long for this, our commentary of the aptly named episode two of series two of Life of sure? Are you sure you haven't spun that safe dial with the wrong number? Shouldn't it be dialed to number ten? <laughs> I don't know, 210, I'm just confused. <sighs> but anyway, while my fingers work my magic on the dial, hello, hello. we'll get going. <laughs> Are we ready, gentlemen? Indeed. Ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one, play. Oh, oh. gates are open. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Ford, fugitive. Hmm. Harrison Ford. Yeah, of course. They're talking about the um, the original TV series that mm. ran from 1963 to 67. Which a uh, quick note about the the fugitive with Harrison Ford. The tr- the train crashing scene was filmed in my area of the world here in Western North Carolina. And the wreckage of that train is still out there by the tracks. And would you believe that was, that was done in 1993. So that's quite a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Now is it there as a, as a tourist attraction or is yeah, it just, it's, a, it's alongside the great smoky mountains railway. That's where they filmed. <laughs> or at least that part of the movie. Mm. And we just <laughs> talked over the sticky dicky pond. Yes. Ah. And sheep, sheep jokes. <laughs> and that, of course, is uh, Steve Evitz. Uh-huh. 
currently see him in uh, the TV series Rev as Colin Lambert. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Oh. It's the last of the summer wine. <laughs> Uh, he has also been in uh, a TV series uh, episode called It Never Rains back in 2007 as Maddox McCarthy. The TV series is, of course, Casualty. Casualty! <laughs> there we go. Uh, Robin Hood, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, and uh, Looking for Eric. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Just looks like Last of the Summer White Country, doesn't it? <laughs> I tell you what, they're giving my coat a bad name. Those of you who are following along remember from last series when I kept saying, I had a coat like that. <laughs> I realised they were quite so popular in the 70s. <laughs> and I'm just thinking with Mike thinking that the uh, that Harrison Ford film was filmed near him. This can't have been filmed that far from me here. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Every <gets> time. <laughs> Every time. Now, are we talking too much today? Are we not talking too much? <laughs> uh, whatever makes the kids happy, I guess. <laughs> you can't please everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You can please all of the people some of the time, and so on. This episode, of course, uh, directed by S.J. Clarkson. Oh, sorry, was that yours, Mike? <laughs> We've already mentioned her. Uh, uh, I still love this theme. i gotta, I got to put this on my iPhone, I tell you. Is there a Life on Mars iPhone app? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about that. But I'm just trying to tell you about my wine. I'm drinking Liz Richardson, 2010 Shiraz Alangren, an Australian wine. Ah, there you go. And I'm uh, drinking uh, a Concanon Merlot, Central Coast Merlot, California, of course. And Very Mike nice. is still eating his wagon wheel from last time. <laughs> <laughs> and I have some vintage dihydrogen monoxide. Holy Sorry. <laughs> yes, it's, it's oh. it gets that reaction. Well, she's in plain clothes now, you know. Uh, it's the skirt that was bothering me, or <laughs> not bothering me, whichever you prefer. Oh, sorry if you're letting the kids listen. <laughs> Ooh. Nemesis. N I M. Of course, uh, that's Kevin McNally. We spoke of him uh, uh, last time. Um, of course, from the Twin Dilemma. Yeah. It makes He's me just... realize how long ago Twin Dilemma came out. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> Why am you? Yeah. <laughs> Seems strange seeing people smoking on TV, doesn't yeah. it, guys? 
It's not doing you any... Oh, hang on, I shouldn't say that in front of Ian. <laughs> He's... Uh... Smoking on TV bothers me a little bit, because it's like, I uh, look at it and it's like, oh, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't lapsed, but uh, I did about a year ago. I was out at the pub, and uh, a friend of mine, she was she went outside for a cigarette. Oh, what's he doing there? I, I was standing there, and I was like, give me a drag on that. And I took a drag, and I'm oh, that was gross. Mike, I'm glad of that. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> Woohoo! You are that was it. I I like you, but you are awful. Go on, do your dicky, Dick Emery. Oh, I do like you, but you know you are awful. But I like you. I think it was it. So we've mentioned the director for this episode, S.J. Clarkson. The writer of this episode was Chris Chibnall. Hooray! Yes. He's written two stories for Doctor Who, of course, 42, and Hungry Earth Cold Blood Two-Parter. Wrote a lot of Torchwood, including that one episode I I pretend never happened, Cyberwoman. <laughs> <laughs> was that uh, Will's assistant on the uh, newsstand? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ooh, what's that on the sign? Ooh. Sam Tyler, we are sorry for your loss. Ooh. <laughs> oh, dear. Here we go. Down and around in Manchester. Oh. Oh. Suddenly it's a newspaper from his own time. What's yes. going on here? Yeah. 30p. How much, how much for a paper nowadays, Dave? Uh, well, my Sunday paper's £2. That's been $3. Always well, does it on a Sunday, huh? What about a weekday? Uh, you, you probably get them for about a dollar sixty eight p Around here, local weekday papers are about seventy-five cents to a dollar. Sundays are about a dollar twenty-five or so. Oh, um, a bicycle made for two. Yes, uh, those <laughs> are actual twins, of course, because the resemblance. Uh, the only listing I have for them actually is Life on Mars. Uh, Chris and Craig Bisky. So wait to be seen in Harry Potter, will they? <laughs> Six typists to what? Yep, six typists a week um, lose their jobs or something. <laughs> Couldn't catch the last bit.
those are the old uh, school blackboards that used to roll around. So mm. you'd write on the chalk, and then instead of rubbing it off, you'd roll it around like a roller. Yeah. I've used them myself. <laughs> and speaking of the devil. And there he is. DC Glenn Fletcher, played by Ray Emmett Brown. Oh, quick switcheroo. That's good that the same man's doing that. Yeah. Uh, it's been in uh, Second Coming uh, with uh, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Uh, it was in uh, an episode of uh, Paradox, Dave. Uh, episode Ooh. four. It's been in uh, Law and Order UK, Holby City, Outlaws. It's been in uh, quite a few things, actually. And most <laughs> recently, you will have seen him as uh, Father Joe Harvey in Casualty. Did somebody say casualty? <laughs> casualty. <laughs> oh, sorry. What? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. The defense mechanism here, isn't it? Drink. <laughs> Hide. Oh. Now this is interesting too, <laughs> and we can't really talk about it. Yeah. You know. Is Phyllis? There is, and he's, it's Ford Cortina, I think, that. He's Ford Cortina Mark Three GTL. GXL, sorry. Oh. It was the Grand Extra Luxury version. Yeah, it's not until Ashes to Ashes that Gene's car really gets a name. Oh. It's, its name gets mentioned. Oh, the yeah. Quattro. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was produced from 1970 to 1976. The Ford Cortina Mark III GLX was owned by Gene Hunt, which he regularly used to travel around Manchester. In the 1980s, Cortina was replaced by the Audrey Quattro. Fire up the Quattro being the statement. Marjorie. 
And we're watching, yeah. Yes, I'll yeah. have a drink. <laughs> and there goes Sam with his modern day methods. Yes. <laughs> Confusing everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Does anyone have a witty response? (laughs) (laughs) It's a spreadsheet. Bringing the usual suspects. Honestly, guys, I'm sure Manchester wasn't as run down in the 70s. <laughs> well, we did we did see, like, uh, I think it was the last commentary, the, the top-down view of one oh, of yeah. the areas. Yes, that message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Bay of Pigs, yeah. You can always find an area that looks run down enough to do this film. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see. Hmm. Well, what were the, I've never heard of those shows actually. Softly, softly, and Zed cars. Hmm. And John John Thor, softly, softly, uh, later to go and do Inspector Morse. Oh no, no, no! Hang on, let me better get that right. I don't want to misdirect. Uh, Zed cars was a long running. I know. That is uh, Stephen Bent. Playing Malone. He's been in uh, Emmerdale Farm, Doctors. Extraordinary Feats of the Seventh Period. Uh, it's a short that was just completed. He plays Mr. Henderson. All right. Um, said Cars. Uh, it was uh, about a police story obviously it was set in a fictional town called Newtown on the outskirts of Liverpool ran from 1962 to 1978 and softly softly where did that that was about CID CID plain clothes officers and that ran from uh, 66 to 69 Hmm. now this is interesting there were episodes of both series that were directed by one John Glenister the father of Philip Glenister Hmm. Rather interesting connection there. There you go. And softly, softly, the the main stars were Stratford Johns and Frank Windsor.
<laughs> Just noticed in uh, the cast of Softly Softly, guess who was one of the people that appeared in it in 1966 as D.S. Reed? Who did? Barry Letts. Huh. Uh-huh. Dr. Who fame. Because he was an actor before he started, uh, you know, uh, the other interesting thing is uh, Stephen Bent, who we just saw on the screen, uh, was also in Zed Cars. Two episodes, uh, one in 1971 and one in 1974. See? Everything's connected. Oh, he's also in Casualty. <laughs> <laughs> Strange thing, I'm looking at this softly, softly page. And about half my links are already been clicked, so we must have referred to them from other episodes of things. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I beg your pudding. <laughs> Ariba, Ariba. Oh dear. Like that. Look on the top of the uh the locker there, this a bottle of beer. <laughs> Just It's quite good this character because you can't weigh him up, can you? No. That wine is lovely. Yeah, so is mine. I was thinking the same thing. Stay out of my head, would you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Chris. (laughs) You got your back. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit unrealistic. There's usually about forty people waiting to be served. Yeah. And you, did it, was it ever like that in the states? You go into the bank at lunchtime when everybody had to make a quick dash to the bank. So there's a big 
kids. Oh, yeah. And, and there'd be eight, eight tills, and seven of them would be shot. Uh, <laughs> six of them. Banks and post offices. Yeah. Whoa! Yep. We're watching. It's like dog day afternoon, this. <laughs> Where's Al Pacino when you need him? Mm. Oh. <laughs> Every bastard down now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Huh? Huh? Oh, <laughs> waiting long enough, aren't they? What are they waiting for? They're watching her. <laughs> There's enough evidence. I mean, they are taking a risk here, aren't they? Yeah. Oh. I believe under the mask oh. there that uh, Trevor Williams. I don't know if we'll ever get to see his oh. face, but hey, he's listed here as armed robber. Oh. It's, uh, it's Dicky Fingers. Marvelous. They still don't have a, uh, an interrogation room. It's still the evidence. evidence. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And, and this episode is it's rather good because in we, we had some early sort of uh, little pointers to uh, to what's happening uh, with Sam. World, yeah. But yet we've got a, an engrossing, you know, story to follow up as well. Yeah. It's been nice and light on the, uh, the, the outside influences. Hmm. Riddles. Yay. Riddle me this. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh oh. The 
bush to suit her. Yeah. You have a million. <laughs> You're putting my leg. Tooth. Fourteen and a half proof. Yep. Quite strong, really. Mine's thirteen and a half. Yep. 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 Wow. <laughs> yeah, into you. Just something that he's working on the side. To the pub. <laughs> pub. Oh, it's in any moment. <laughs> I'm sorry I got a bit distracted there. <laughs> Don't worry, I am right. <laughs> Distractions abound. <laughs> I think I was doing time for a minute. <laughs> or you were back in time. Ah. But you made it back in time. <laughs> I might have slipped into a coma for a moment. <laughs> oh. oh, he's got a drink. Let's have a drink. Yes. He's Gene. He always has. <laughs> yes. Casual drink at work. <laughs> we rarely get a reference to his wife. And I think in Ashes to Ashes, he's... Divorced. Yeah. It's one of those rare references there. Mm. Exactly, Gene. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... Uh... I think, well, the assumption is, I think, at some point between uh, Life on Mars and, and Ashes to Ashes, that 
he got divorced. Yeah, there's an occasional reference to Gene in that regard, and references that he's single, or widowed, or divorced, or something. Right. But there's he doesn't have a wife. That's what it's he did in this. That's what they in, mentioned. Yeah, just right there. Yeah. He, he did. They, there right. was that mention. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that transition right there. Yeah. Hang on, he plays the piano. Oh. <laughs> Let your fingers do the walking. That was the uh, the uh, the idea they had about t- uh, telephones. <laughs> I won't be able to find a butcher anymore. <laughs> oh. oh! And 140 characters. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm glad you didn't disappoint. Mm. Listen, accusation. Hey, what? <laughs> you heard. <laughs> mm. It's a lot of big beer mugs like that. Uh, not so often, no. Not the uh, those are the uh, the red barrel ones. Yeah. Uh, but Malcolm Allison was um, uh, English football player and manager, and at this time he was um, he was actually. Assisting Joe Mercer. In fact, I think he, he helped them win seven trophies. Wow. He's, um... like, he was the assistant manager, I think. Well. <laughs> <laughs> He's reputed that Alison had relationships with Christine Keeler of the Perfumo Affair, singer Dorothy Squires, two Miss UKs. Uh, and Fiona Richmond, who was known as a, a specialist star of movies. Or a star of specialist movies, whichever way you want to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it to the hush puppies. <laughs> Internal investigations, we'd now call them. Yeah. 
Oh. Conspiracy time. <laughs> Conspiracy. Well. Oh. Mm. Today's the day when everything changes. <laughs> and you've got to be ready. Oh, sorry, another show. <laughs> This is lovely, actually. This bit, mm. and we just hit uh, thirty-five minutes into the episode. Ooh. Completely, we're drawn in every blooming time. <laughs> and his name is Sam Tyler, but uh, don't let that bother you. <laughs> Want to look good in an orange shirt? Oh, sorry. The shirts around then, they, they came out with stars. Of sh you don't see it because of the jump he's got on, but they used to have like round collars instead of being pointy. They right. were like round, the orange ones. Oh, some music. Oh, da 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 do da da. Let's see. Oh, into the bookies. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he was Ooh. brought into this division, and there's this one guy who started <laughs> confiding in him and everything, and what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Very inconspicuous there, Sam. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this bit right here. <laughs> he made a phone call. <laughs> and look who it is. <laughs> Can't quite see that street name in the distance. That's... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, 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 well, nice done. <laughs> nice one, cameraman. <laughs> Lying in the in the boot. <laughs> uh oh. Smoking over the blooming carps. What do you mean after all we've been through? <laughs> we held our hands in the car. <laughs> Ooh. Evidence there, hey? Eh? <clears throat> Never meet your heroes, that's what they say, isn't it? I mean, this guy was a hero to Sam in the future. Mm. <laughs> well, we're not talking too much this week, guys. <laughs> Yeah, some people will approve of that. Other people? Will it? Mm 
nice atmospheric music. Yes. It's not the show we're watching, it's the music we're listening to. Hmm. Speaking of stepping on things. <laughs> yes. Of course, Gene's thinking they're fitting him, up, fitting him up, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Love a little lampshade in the background. Well, I hope our listeners really are playing the video and not just relying <laughs> on us to talk them through it. Yes, exactly. Um, it's, it's all good. Even if, if you're not watching it, it's all good. <laughs> well, I know it's good because we're not talking. <laughs> I do love the fact that all these old brick buildings that they find, you just... Uh, you know, not a set, nothing, you know. Mm. Here we've got this, just this place they found in Manchester to, to, to do this, and it's... Yeah, just the old hairstyle and the attention to the clothes. And then the, the lamp in the background. <laughs> and the uh, a little bit of the vernacular. Yeah. you got a wee TV set, an old TV set back there, too. Ooh, Gene. Mm. Mm. Yeah, interesting tie between uh between Harry Wolf, you know, Life on Mars, of course, uh, uh he was also in uh, Twin Dilemma. Of course, the, the preceding story, uh, which is the case of Androzani, starred Gene's Hunt's brother. Huh. Yes, Philip Glenister. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's his brother. I'm trying to remember what his brother's name is. Um. <laughs> no, it's not coming to me. I'll get it in a second. Mark my words, I'll get it in a second. Or three. That name you're looking for is Robert, by the way. Robert, yes. And of course, Robert Glenister was uh, also in uh, a TV show with uh, with Peter Davison. Yeah. I think it was, was it Sink or Swim? Yeah, that's the uh, the uh, the footballer we were talking about before. Synchros Wim is the name of the TV series. Uh, he played uh, the two of them played brothers, and uh, he played Steve Weber, who was the uh, the dopey younger brother who was always in trouble. Mm. And uh, Peter Davison played the nerdy, kind of more responsible. But is it if you have the chance to, to track it down? It's only went for like uh, two series, uh, nineteen episodes, I think. Uh, but <laughs> I thought it was great. That's uh, the old passport where you'd. Uh... Make your payments in with. Oh, what's the law? Well, Oh. oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Ordenshaw, where I was born. Ordenshaw, Ordenshaw, <laughs> Ordenshaw. That's where I was born. You uh, ever notice uh, anybody get dumped out of a car? <laughs> <laughs> Quite posh, Ordenshaw, by the way. Quite posh area. Well, relatively speaking, for the area. (laughs) He's probably got at least 400 quid in there, enough for a (laughs) lifetime, you know. That's amazing. Have you ever seen the old policeman when they say, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're robbing the safe. It's got $10,000 in. And you're thinking, God, it must cost them $5,000 to put the blooming raid on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the car they steal to go to the robbery probably is worth more than the money they steal. <laughs> uh. Oh. The best way to send Tyler back there. <laughs> Dan Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Sigmund Freud, of course, 1856 to 1939, Austrian neurologist who founded the discipline of psychoanalysis. Of course, Dan Brown, Da Vinci Code, and Demons and Angels. And of course, they were books before they became films. Yes. Well, well talked about book, uh, especially uh, Da Vinci Code. It was one of those books that just kind of spread like wildfire. Yeah. Dan Brown, of course, was uh, born and raised in uh, Exeter, New Hampshire, in the USA. And he's actually a songwriter and pop singer as well. Twice we've had onions. Yeah, what, what's the, uh, you know, the, the origin of that? <laughs> Must be a French saying. <laughs> Expecting that. That's an army revolver. It's got the little uh, little ring underneath where you can have it tied to you. Ooh, looking a bit indecisive there, yeah. Gene. Yeah, we have two layers of the whole you don't want to meet your hero thing yeah, going on exactly. here. With both Sam and Jean. And look who it is. Hmm. The wild card in all of this. Yeah. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Shit <laughs> <laughs> in the leg. I think Jesus always wanted to shoot out, but not with his hero. You're an ambulance. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, dude, what resist. we do with him, Mike? What we do with him? <laughs> Call me an ambulance. You're an ambulance. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's hope for him yet, thinks Sam. Another suitcase, another hall. (laughs) 
Discipline and, and complaints, huh? Hmm. Ooh. But you, Ben. Ah, second one. And what have we got here? We got. It's the phone number from last time. Uh, phone number to hide. Yes, there was a physical person at the other end of the phone, people. Yes. An operator? Hmm. It's very cool. In my day, you could call director of inquiries. And so do I. <laughs> Don't call us, we'll call you. We'll have our people call your people. Your money's no good here. Oh, Remember pubs when they were smoking. Oh, yeah. Look at the phone on the wall. Look at the fog. Hey, phone. Remember when we, as kids, we used to you, you duck into the phone booth and check to see if there's any coins in the return <laughs> slot. Nice episode. Yep. Ooh. Bring up the music. Dial up the music. Was Gene sitting in front of the speaker? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like it. Yeah. <laughs> he got up and got louder. Road. Road. Dogs of society, bro. Police Ooh. advisor. <laughs> Back to the Calico Lounge. Uh, 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 on the yellow brick road. Next time. Come on, next time. I already said it. Come on. Here you go. <laughs> I thought you were ahead of me, eh?
Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it's that. I was cut the red one. <laughs> <clears throat> That episode's going to be a blast. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I better wrap up the music then. <laughs> yes. Well, we had uh, Sweet Jane from Mot the Hoople, uh, In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry, uh, Ain't Got No from Derek Wadsworth, uh, Love Machine by Uriah Heep, Bird of Prey by Uriah Heep, uh, Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress from the Hollies, and of course, at the end there, goodbye, Yellow Brick Road from Elton John. Yeah, That's quite so, a spread. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like you were saying, uh, Dave, it's a, it was a good story. And there was a very little interruption from the outside the world, as it were. <laughs> uh, and, and it was a good good gun story there. And uh, like like Mike was saying, uh, you know, it, here we had these parallels of, you know, uh, never meet your heroes or, you know, um, on, on both sides, you know. Uh, and one was the making of, of, of Sam's hero, and the other one was the destruction of, of Gene's hero. So, uh, damn good episode. Dave? No, I really enjoyed it. As you can tell, I was uh, getting lost in it, and between having a drink and actually watching it, uh, I didn't speak quite as much as I usually do. But um, really enjoyed it. The, we've got quite a lot of character development. We've got this uh, new character uh, played by Glenn Fletcher, uh, coming into the uh, into the branch, uh, so actually it was uh, sorry the 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 character is Glenn Fletcher, the actor is uh, Ray Emmett Brown, isn't it? Get that the right way around. Um, so I I really did like it. Uh, there was that ambiguity about uh, whether they're trying to frame their super or whether he had uh, you know took, what's the word dirty fingers. Uh, of course, we had that character, Dicky Fingers, the uh, the heist man at the beginning. I thought they were rather severe with the with the uh, the the robbery in terms of uh, Gene holding back so long and uh, and letting uh, you know Phyllis and the others be in uh, a little bit of uh, danger there. But uh, all well, in all, to, it was great. You had to get them, you know. Basically, they had to have them open the safe because it's not a robbery. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, all in all, very satisfying, easily drawn in. Uh, one of those episodes that were, you know, it's only episode two of the second series, but we're already well into it. Of course, they have to do that with a series that only has eight episodes, but uh, loved it, loved it, loved it. This was one I hadn't pre-watched uh, before we did the uh, commentary. Um, obviously, I've watched it a couple of times in the past, but not recently, and found myself absolutely thrilled with it and uh, so, uh, believability i think that's a very high factor with these you know you don't question that they're in the 70s uh the, the all the little touches the um what what darth would say is the color palette that gives it that muted sort of browns and uh, and sort of slightly washed out color that gives it the effect the the people smoking on screen the smoky pubs obviously the cars and the vernaculars and uh uh, one or two expressions that you wouldn't get away with now, but uh, all, all all of that underpins what's going on on screen and and fixes it for whatever reason you think Sam is there, 
firmly puts it into the mid to early 70s. And for that, I really enjoyed it. So uh, let's see what Mike thinks. Yeah, at the end of the first series, we had the, that whole story arc with uh, the person running through the woods. We had the whole storyline with Sam's parents resolved. So going to the second series, the question was, what would the next story arc be? What's going to go on this series? And the first episode, we had quite a bit of interference from the from the present time frame going on. But in this episode, as Ian mentioned there, there was hardly any interference from the present time going on. All we... All I, all I can really think of was the end there when Sam made the call, and, well, we'll see how that plays out with the, the end of the series. So, uh, so as the, a standalone episode, as this mostly was, this was a really good standalone episode. Uh, we had, as also Ian mentioned there, the, the parallels with the, the, the theme of meeting your hero. And I just knocked something over. Oh, but, no. <laughs> but, meeting, but meeting your Not hero. Not your drink. Not your drink. No, no it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but the the whole parallel theme of meeting your hero, we had Sam meeting the the person who made him, and uh, Gene meet, meeting the the character that that made him who he was, and you know Ian mentioned how that played out. So that was really well done. Um, we there were some other things going on, in terms of characterization. This is what I've noticed with when I went back and rewatched all both series of Life on Mars and all three series of Ashes to Ashes are the, the characters of Chris and Ray. In Life on Mars, they're not really that well-developed characters. They're, they're, they're more developed in the second, the second series of Life on Mars, but uh, it's not really until you get into Ashes to Ashes that Chris and Ray become you know, the, the characters that you know and like. Uh, they're not really de- that developed here. In the next couple of episodes, we'll see a lot of de- development for Ray, especially this next episode. There's something that Ray does that really makes him a memorable character. But uh, so th- it's those two characters, we really start to see Chris and Ray become the characters that we know them for and like them. So, and so overall, I really like this episode. It built upon what we had before and started moving the show in its direction. We had hints, continuing hints, of the overall story arc that's going to play up right to the end of the series of Life on Mars and play out in quite a surprising manner. I remember when I saw the end, but that's later on. We'll get to that when we do. But overall, this episode, this episode, I really enjoyed it. I think you hit it on the head there, Mike, because what 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 I think you're saying in, in all that is that... Uh, you know, there are multi-levels to this series. You can enjoy it as a straightforward detective. You can enjoy it as a science fiction in a way as, you know, what is the predicament that is in. You can look at it as a psychological drama in terms of its mind games that are going on. And then, of course, you've got the historic element to it and, uh, you know, all the things that perhaps younger people will uh, really uh, enjoy. Uh, and people who were actually there in the 70s, uh, have comments to make on it so uh, i think it's that multi-layered nature of this that has made it uh, so engrossing for me yourself and i think perhaps ian might want to find a word um no except uh, the fact that um mike gave me far too much credit and that i was just basically uh, paraphrasing you guys <laughs> we're we're kind of uh in love with life on mars because every episode we finish off with that was a good story but really, the fact is, they are. Uh, it's a good series. Uh, I don't think there's really a duff episode in, in the in the whole set. So I expect more of the same from us, uh, saying this was a really good episode, because they are. 
we won't apologize for in, enjoying these, which is one of the reasons why we decided to do commentaries on, on Life on Mars, because it's a good show. Uh, but yes, until next time, when we will talk all, the, all, talk all over the top of episode three. Bum, 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 bum. Episode 11. Episode 11, 3, 11, 11, 3. Yeah, I don't know. Until then, it's goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Mr. Dave A.C. And it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. Cracking episode. We had all sorts of bad puns. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh, oh!